Uh, so, uh, in, in our, uh, remaining minutes here, Amba, um, uh, you've, uh, uh, for the last several years been closely following the deteriorating situation on, uh, Rikers Island, uh, which is, uh, run by the city of New York. And since 2015, it's been under a federal monitor due to chronic problems there. Uh, and that situation has only gotten worse uh, to the point yesterday, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York announced it would go to court to take over control of Rikers from the city, uh, have the, somehow have the federal government run it. Uh, from conversations you had, you've had with people who work on Rikers and with inmates and family members that you've talked to over the years, uh, how do you expect that uh, they received yesterday's news? Well, uh, thanks, John, for letting my coverage. And yeah, this is a really serious issue that I'm glad we're talking about. I just want to acknowledge we have a caller on the line. Caller, we'll get to you in one second. Thank you for being here with us. Um, yeah, but I have been covering Rikers for a while. Um, quickly, most recently, uh, the city, you know, supported the Department of Correction in axing only one thing. of its over $100 billion budget, which was daily programming in Rikers. So now people who were getting daily programming with with people who had previously been incarcerated with an outside organization are no longer receiving that. And that's a huge loss for them and for the wider communities because this, you know, um, it's serious. And it's probably to get outside eyes and ears out of the jails. And so this all relates to what's going on now to the federal monitor who's been working for a long time on getting federal control and the, and Rikers out of the city's hands. Obviously, yes, this is a reformist approach, but the situation is dire and we need some change in it. And yeah, workers and people, you know, who have been incarcerated, their detainees have all have many have said to me, they're the ones who brought up to me in the first place that I learned about the idea of federal takeover because the situation is dire. You can read some of my coverage. Um, on it and our coverage on independent.org had a recent article there independent.org but let's take our caller caller what's your name um yeah i just want to keep that anonymous if it's okay sure no problem uh we have an anonymous caller with us and you're calling in uh share your ideas was it on our last segment uh yeah uh today marks six months since uh tortuguita was murdered down in atlanta yeah. So uh, I would just like to uh, incessantly repeat the quotes that in the officer uh, footage of that murder. Yeah. Uh, man, you Please. left your own officer up. That sounded like suppressed gunfire. And is this target practice? The suppressed gunfire one is really important because uh, suppressed gunfire is a cop code word for police fire. This is a total cover-up of the first environmentalist murdered by United States police. There are now 12 songs out there about this, and there are solutions. It's called replacing the police. Not all the police, but there are systems already in place all across the nation, such as PAD in Atlanta and CAHOOTS in Eugene, Oregon, that has been in existence for 31 years, that people can call instead of the police can't expect the police to do every single job that unarmed civilians can do. Thank you. All right. right and we, I just want to say quickly, uh, full support of Stop Cop City. Yeah, that uh, was that call was in reference to the movement to uh, stop Cop City, the giant police training facility in Atlanta that that protester Tortuguita was uh, protesting when he was killed 
um, earlier this year, or I think in December, actually. Right. Yeah. And they likely had their hands up when they were likely killed by the police. And uh, Atlantans now are working on uh, bringing together enough votes. I think they have to have something like 75,000 votes to put a referendum. Um, you mean to- petition signatures. Petition signatures to have a referendum so that Atlantans could vote uh, to stop Cop City, um, which we don't have a lot of time to get into now. But you can you can Google that and you'll find a lot of information. Um, and uh, and it also recently stopped Cop City uh, protesters actually uh, ran like through a field in Atlanta to disturb a Bank of America uh, luncheon. And that was very bad. Well, good, good for them, and um, uh, I hope they inconvenience the uh, the bankers and their friends. Uh, one more quick note from the world of uh, uh, cops and courts and all that stuff. Uh, uh, today, or yesterday, it was announced uh, that uh, Edward uh, Caban, the interim uh, uh, police commissioner here in New York, who took over from outgoing police commissioner Keechan Sewell, uh, he's now the um, uh, permanent uh, police commissioner. He has uh, a, a track record of uh, uh, of uh, some abusive practices that have raised a lot of eyebrows. Uh, there was a comment released by the Justice Committee. Caban uh, and, and his, Eric Adams have celebrated that he's the first Latino uh, police commissioner. They said, rather than giving us rhetoric about representation and diversity, Caban and Adams need to eliminate the NYPD's abusive practices and immediately fire the officers uh, who killed New Yorkers and all officers who engage in misconduct. So that's a, a situation we'll continue to follow. Uh, but we're going to have to go here in a minute. I want to thank our board operator, uh, Reggie Johnson, everybody who joined us during the show today. Um, but what's our uh, our going away song uh, this evening? We're going to listen to Heat Above by Greta Van Fleet. I think it's fitting for the moment. I hope everyone has a great week and we'll be back uh this time next week or the week after check in thank you